0: Hello and welcome back to Stop and Go F1 here for our driver ratings for the Japanese Grand Prix. Now I'm feeling a bit under the weather but I'm going to power through just for you to get these driver ratings out. So here we go, starting as we always do with the Williams team and Logan Sargent. Wow. Interesting one for Logan here. I think Logan Sargent may have put in The worst possible qualifying performance in the history of Formula 1. Not only did he not set a lap time, which means he started 20th. Not only did he crash the car. Not only did it cause considerable damage, but also it caused so much damage that before he even started the race, he had a 10 second time penalty because it took so long to fix the car. Is there a worst ever qualifying performance than one that doesn't set a time and puts you 10 seconds behind everyone else before the race has even started? I can't think of one. So he qualified 20th, then in the race he pits at the start to get his time penalty away, he's at the back of the safety car, then he hits Bottas, then he DNFs himself. This was really bad from Logan Sargent. So for the second time ever in the history of this channel, I'm giving someone a zero out of 10 because Logan Sargent really has put the Williams team in a worse position than they were before this weekend. If Logan Sargent hadn't raced this weekend, Williams would have been better off for it because it probably cost them a lot of money to fix that car twice. So not great for Logan. His teammate on the other hand, Alexander Albon, he qualified 13th, he also did not finish the race. I'm not entirely sure why he didn't finish the race, he was actually going quite well until he had to retire the car, which was a shame. So I've given him a 6 overall, because I think if he'd be able to finish the race he would have been in a, in a decent position for the Williams there. Across to the Alpha Tauri here, and it's a tale of two halves for the Alpha Tauri team, uh, Liam Lawson... Qualifies 11th, finishes in 11th, fantastic display for him yet again. Great start, fighting alongside Yuki Tsunoda. Really aggressive stuff, showing everyone why he should be in that seat next year. Uh, But yeah, finishes in the 11th. For the first time, I'm not going to give him a 10 though, I'm going to give him an 8. Because despite this still being a great performance, I think it wasn't his best performance that we've seen out of his four races. Uh, Probably his penultimate performance here. Looking forward to seeing what he does in Qatar. 8 out of 10 for him. Yuki Tsunoda, though, fantastic qualifying performance to get uh, P9. But in the race, seemingly just went backwards. Finished the race in 12th, being beaten again by Liam Lawson. I'm going to give him a 7. Now across the Haas team, and it's an interesting one for them, because you have Nico Hülkenberg qualifying in 18th, Kevin Maxson in 15th. So, for the second week in a row, Kevin Magnussen outqualifies Nico Hulkenberg. And then these guys really just benefited the most from just finishing the race. We had five DNFs in the end. Both Hasses would be the last of the finishing cars. And they seem to be quite a bit off the pace of everyone else. But because they actually finished the race, they finished in an okay position. It was 14 for 15 for the Hasses. So, I've given them both. Uh, I've lost my place in the book here. Oh, no, I haven't given them both the same score. I've given Hulkenberg a 7 and Magnussen a 6 because Hulkenberg uh, finished ahead of Magnussen. But, you know, Magnussen was kind of screwed over because he was hit by Perez. So, actually, I will give him the same score. 7 out of 10 for both of them. Great stuff. Cross to Aston now. Lance Stroll uh, qualifies 17th. Uh, Another bad qualifying for him. But in the race itself was actually making up good positions and had a fantastic start was going really well was getting to look into like the bottom of the top 10 maybe getting some points and then he had to retire the car it's just this was actually lance's best performance in a long long time and then he had to dnf the car it was really quite a shame for lance there so i've given him a six out of ten overall uh, fernando alonso though he qualified 10th just keeping alive his streak of being in q3 for every single race the only person still to do that this season and he finished it in eighth so i think that is a good performance there for him i'm going to give him an eight out of ten overall i think he's very much out driving that aston now because i think the ferraris have out um Upgraded it, uh, so have McLaren, so have uh, Mercedes. The Red Bull was always far and away faster. Alpine are getting towards the back of them now, which is a concern. I think if you don't have Alonso in that car, maybe the Alpines are beating them. But yeah, uh, Alonso is still doing a great job in an Aston, which is not as great as it was at the start of the year. So 8 out of 10 for him. Cross to Alfa Romeo. Zhou Guan Yu qualifies 19th, finishes the race in 13th. Once again, another anonymous race for an Alfa Romeo. Uh, I've given him a 7. Bottas, though, you're so unlucky for Bottas. Qualifies 16th, so beats his teammate. Uh, he got hit by Sergeant at the start. I think he got hit again later on. He's getting damage everywhere, not much he could do. DNF, i will given him a 5. He did quite, he um, only ever did, um, um, no, he did go quite far, didn't he? I don't know. I think he only got, like, 10 laps or so, so not much that Bottas could show there. Cross to McLaren, though, and they showed a lot, they had a fantastic weekend. Oscar Piastri qualifies second, finishes the race in third. Lando Norris qualifies in third, finishes the race in second. I've given them both 10 out of 10. Um, you know, I could give Oscar a 9, because he was a little bit off the pace of Lando towards the end. But, you know, for his first podium, I'll give him a 10. And from here on out, you know... Rookie points for Oscar, they're done. No more going, oh, he's just a rookie. No, he's fantastic. He should be judged the same as everyone else. So from now on, he will be. So, Oscar, you've got to be on the level of Lando Norris and Max Verstappen. Otherwise, no more 10s out of 10s for you. But, yeah, great stuff. It's just incredible how far this McLaren's come from the start of the year where Oscar had to retire the car. Lando has to has to pit six times to get to the end of the race to so where they are now where they're far away probably the second fastest car on average since um about austria i think they've been on average the second fastest car also as well yes talk about lando norris because at the start of the year not only was the car underperforming, but i thought lando was as well lando making a lot of uh, quite rookie mistakes at the start of the year but he has completely ironed that out to this point here where he's doing perfect races but yeah very different look for McLaren and both their drivers from the start to now. It's great stuff to see. Across to Alpine. And it's an interesting one for them because there's a bit of tension going on here. Gasly qualified 12th. Uh, Ocon was in 14th. And then in the race, it was Gasly in 9th. Ocon in 10th. And they swapped them round. So, yeah. There seems to be a bit of tension within the Alpine camp. Because apparently Ocon was told that they would be swapped back from the start. Whereas Gasly was not told until like this uh, second to last lap or something like that. And there was quite a bit of an argument there. But Gasly did swallow the team orders. Let's Ocon through to take P9. Because I believe uh, Ocon got ahead through the race. Then Gasly undercut him through the pit stops. And apparently, there's a rule within Alpine that if that happens and the cars are next to each other, they will swap them back. So they tried it. And there you go. I've given them both sevens because I think they are just both equally a uh, good race for both of them you see i think there's such a gulf now between where like the alpine is even though they are close to the back of the aston even though the aston is quite far ahead because it's uh, alonso an average driver in an aston is next to the alpines then there's such a big gulf between that and the next fastest car which i believe is the mercedes is such a big gap that there's not much these alpines can do ninth R- and tenth is a great result for them there uh across two mercedes now though and it, if you want to talk about tension in alpine there's tension in mercedes as well um with lewis Hamilton pushing george off the track uh then they were both asking for team orders at one point uh george trying to get the team result the best they could lewis just wants to get past George is being ignored, Lewis isn't happy, blah, 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 it's not looking great in Mercedes camp here. Uh, they've totally, just yes, Lewis in the interviews afterwards saying next year they're basically just copying Red Bull, they've thrown away these two years of development, and yeah, not a happy place in the Mercedes camp at the minute, but some okay results for them there. It was Russell qualifying 8th to finish in 7th, and Lewis qualifying 7th to finish in 5th. So I gave George six, gave Lewis a seven, and then Ferrari. Uh, what a difference a week makes! Because Carlos Sainz went from uh, qualifying second—no, he qualified first, didn't he? Qualifying first and finishing first to qualifying sixth and finishing sixth. I give him a 7 out of 10 here. I mean, it's still an okay result for Carlos, but not really on the pace of what we've expected him since he came back from that summer break. You know, I've been talking about how good he was in the Dutch Grand Prix and the Italian and the Singapore. We went kind of back to the Carlos of the first half of the year here, not seeing him necessarily as feisty as usual. So a 7 for him. But Charles Leclerc, very much an anonymous race for him, really. Qualified 4th, finished the race in 4th. Didn't really get up to much. At one point, thought he was going to be on the podium because he got past the Red Bull, not knowing it was Sergio Perez unretiring himself, and thought that Max Verstappen had broken down. But no, uh, fourth and fourth for uh, Leclerc. I think that's a very good result for him, giving him a nine. Cross to the Red Bulls. Right, Sergio Perez qualifies 5th, so quite a good qualifying for Sergio, all things considered. Then he um, has the incident at the start of the race where he's a bit sandwiched between Sainz and Hamilton. And he gets damaged there, breaks his front wing. Not much he could do, maybe it's a, a racing incident, I don't blame anyone for that one. Then he's trying to gain his positions back again, goes quite a foolish dive bomb on Kevin Magnussen, Locks up, hits him, loses his front wing again goes on to his fir- third front wing of the race weekend uh, then he is back out again but you know he's got floor damage side pod damage front wing damage the cars just not doing anything they retire the car Oh, well, before he retires the car he overtakes Alonso behind the safety car I, I don't I don't actually remember them showing this on the TV but apparently that's what he did he does uh, he got the five second penalty for the safety car infringement for that he retires the car and the car comes back out later on. Uh, they take the penalty off him. He retires the car again. Although apparently the um, re- retiring, unretiring doesn't count as retiring, unretiring. That entire thing counts as a pit stop allegedly. So that's a 43-minute pit stop for uh, Sergio Perez on the day. All in all, I give him a three out of ten because even though I think the first impact wasn't his fault, and if that hadn't happened, he probably would have had a much better race. I think, you know, we've seen him do these races before where he comes from the back and does very well. And this just wasn't up to his usual standard today. So 3 out of 10 for Sergio. And finally, Max Verstappen qualifies first, finishes the race in first. Uh, Had a bit of pressure put on him from Lando Norris off the start. But after that was very much in a league of his own throughout the entire race. You know, um, fantastic qualifying performance as well. Uh, 6 tenths above everyone else you know you can say yes he's in the fastest car yes he's doing this, yes he's doing that but at the end of the day he's put a a fantastic performance in as well because you've got to remember Sergio Perez is in the same car qualified 5th and DNF twice so there you go, Max Stappen Once again, a 10 out of 10 performance for him. So, there are my driver ratings for the Japanese Grand Prix. We'll be back in two weeks for the Qatar Grand Prix, which is a sprint race weekend. But in between then, we'll have a video out this Friday here on the channel that I think you'll very much like, so look, make sure you subscribe for that one. And if there's any big news that comes out during the week, I'll be here on Saturday for your usual F1 weekly news roundup video. So all that and more to come, even when the F1 isn't on. Until next time, I've been Reese from Stop and Go F1, and I hope you have a great week. Goodbye.